Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. That's right, it's a female voice. It's me, Vanessa Grimaldi's back. I haven't left this podcast. (laughs) I've been away for a couple of days. Dean is in studio. Jared, I think, is out at a charity event. Um, But I'm very excited to be back. Very excited for our two guests that are coming on today. Mm -hmm. One being a quote-unquote, apparently, ex-boyfriend of mine. It's going to get Alex, I don't even know how to say his last name. Bordakowski? You guys dated for six months? You don't even know how to say his last name? I don't know how to say his last name. Wow. And my girl, Taylor Nolan, who was on Nick's season, is going to be coming on and talking to us about... Her relationship, she's doing the long D, and she's going to give us some advice on that. She's doing the long D. She's doing the long D. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, so we we have Alex on hold at the moment. We'll get him on in one second. But before we do, I'm sure our listeners out there listens, listened to last week's podcast, of course, because why wouldn't you? In last week's podcast, my good Can friend, I? Hold on. Can yeah. I start? So I was listening. So I'm like, oh, my God, I miss the boys. So I was on my way back from Maine with my boyfriend in the car, five-hour drive back. Did a little, you know, two-hour stop at Target. So nice. we and we, we we were listening to the podcast, and I was fast-forwarding it because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear Alex. He's going to be hysterical on the podcast. And it starts right at the, at, right at the point where he's like, yeah, well, we dated for – however long he had said and the sex was great but everything else is terrible i was like and i look at my boyfriend and i'm like he's like you guys dated i was like no i'm like in my head i was so confused i'm like does alex actually think we dated like we didn't have sex so he can't think that we actually dated but um i'm sure he's on listening to this conversation right now so this episode he can't hear anything we're saying just activated his line just this oh no but i still wanted to do a little bit more all right hold on alex hold on Right, so you're clear. Yeah. So as Vanessa stated last week's podcast, we talked about how Vanessa and Alex allegedly dated. Um, Alex, uh, I know him well, and I know that he's being sarcastic. Uh, I know dick, him well. I know his sense of humor too. So I was not. laughing. I think so it's hilarious hard, yeah. that your boyfriend was in the car though. 
because that's just as awkward timing. Anyways, like I was going to say, was, for our listeners, okay. listen to last week's episode before listening to this if you haven't already, and it'll help provide some context. But we have Alex on the phone. He is, I mean, I'm sure he's just going to sit there with his tail between his legs and apologize vehemently, but um, <laughs> as, he, as should, he should, as he should, as he should, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Mark, now can we get him on the phone? <laughs> hey Alex, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? Long time no talk. Alex! <laughs> oh, hey. It's been, it's been a while since I didn't send you some threatening text messages. <laughs> oh, they weren't threatening. <laughs> they weren't at all. So I just wanted to, I wanted to start off by saying I was, I, and I just said this before, I was laughing hysterically because I'm like, I know your sense of humor and I can't even be mad at you because I'm like, I know Alex, but not everyone, like Jared was confused too. Um, and so was my boyfriend in the car. He's like, what? You guys dated? And I'm like, no, we didn't date. I, and I love you so much. Like, I find you hysterical and you're just like such a smart human being. And I'm like, I don't want anyone. First of all, I was just like annoyed because that's how rumors start, right? Well, yeah, I'm surprised people actually bought it because it was such a hyperbole. I didn't think anyone was even going to, you know, give it any light. Obviously, you know, we have a great rapport between you and I that I knew I was like, oh, I'll make this joke. I wasn't even thinking. I just wanted to say something outlandish because uh, I was giving Dean a hard time in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, people bought it. And it, it wasn't best taste, especially without you being there. So I do apologize. Obviously, I meant no disrespect. But you know what the funniest part is? is you texted me back and said, ha, it's funny. You thought the sex was good. That was... <laughs> 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 What's so funny about the sex being good, I guess, is the question. Well, because well, I'm like, like, made that joke. So I was like, oh, sex was good. Everything was terrible. And that's, that's something I say to, like, all oh, my guy friends. Like, about, like if, oh, we should just date. I'm like, yeah, sex would be good, but everything would be terrible. Well, no, I get that. But so, why is the sex being good funny? So, oh, I was, I was because being, I thought it was. The joke is, if the sex is good, being funny means that your sex typically would be bad. Yeah. Right, right. She, that's the point. Oh. That's the joke. No, I was... Okay, I didn't take it like that. It's okay. Well, obviously, <laughs> I, you know, I take most of the things with a lot of levity and sarcasm. I mean, you guys know me, but maybe your followers or my, your listeners aren't as, uh, you know, as knowledgeable of this. So I, I do apologize. I didn't mean to stir any, any drama. This is the most drama I think I've ever caused. I know uh, Dean was loving it. Well, Alex, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Dean, Dean loves the drama. It's funny, actually, Alex, that you mentioned that because on the other line at this very moment, we have Caroline Lunny, who's going to be joining us. <laughs> I would love that. I just... You know what? Actually, and... I, I, I'm kind of bad because I underplayed our uh, our relationship a little bit, I felt, almost. And it, you know, like, I mentioned something along the lines that I was, you know, I was a little more reticent when it came to sharing about my life. But I didn't mean to... Uh, like not down on people that do share it. I, it was just like a, a contrast statement towards like where I'm a little more reserved. Some people are more comfortable with sharing their lives. I know you guys do, obviously. Uh, and it came off a little uh, leg- negative. So I didn't, I didn't mean to say that either. I don't know, man. It's not that way. I, re- I like last week, Alex, a lot more. He was, he was vindicated know, in his he statements. Was so he was opinionated. Yeah, because he knows I'm on, I'm on now. I so he's, he's watching himself. Yeah. I, yeah, I have to now because I came in. You know, I was waiting for you for an hour at Domino's. <laughs> so I came in ready to throw a punch. And you, that's what you have to do every time now. Like, you have to get me uh, rallied up a little bit <laughs> before you invite me. Nothing is on accident, Alex. You think I left you yeah, on but, at Domino's for an hour on accident? I think, uh, what did I say? I didn't want to take anything back from uh, Paradise. 
I meant the drama, and I think I got a couple games like, wow, what a dick. <laughs> like, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean to take anyone home from Paradise. Oh, I meant, my like, gosh. It's like, the exposure doesn't follow you, the drama. So I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was a great, great podcast. I actually listened twice to it after. Oh, after my God, got, you like, love yourself. <laughs> no, 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 because I was like, I need to correct all these mistakes. <laughs> Let me oh, yeah. I, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I... You correct your mistakes, Alex. I don't think you and Vanessa dating for six months is a mistake. We didn't have people no, are probably going to start listening from this point on and thinking that it is true. <laughs> Alex and I never dated. I absolutely adore you. When I found out you were on Bachelor Paradise, uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia and Caroline was there, I was like, oh my God, you guys need to like... I was like, I, I would so ship this relationship. And I even messaged her yesterday. I'm like, dude, we did not date. And she's like, no, I know. I told him to apologize to you because I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm friends with she, Caroline. She texted me also. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely heard about this. And I want to apologize to everyone affected except for Dean. Uh, <laughs> Dean, you're welcome. It's fair. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Do, do I owe anyone else apology? Uh, maybe Mark and Easton would pre- probably appreciate one, Jared. Yeah, you know, I really... I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't acknowledge the you know how good looking they both are. Yeah, and I, you know, I held back. I held back. You guys are, are stuck. Yeah. Thank oh, you. so yeah. are you. Yeah. Well, Alex, I mean, thanks for thanks for being a good sport, man, and jumping on the phone and clearing. Yeah, the air. Alex, we love no, you. Anytime, anytime you want me to call, I'm gonna clear it up. I'm here for you. Let's, yeah, let's talk yeah, more about Dean next time. On. Alex, who's next on your radar? Do you think which Bachelor former cast member are you gonna set your sights on? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm gonna, I think, gonna stay away from the bachelor nation for a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the, the normal life. Smart man, smart man. Dean, what about you? I think we all could take a page out of Alex's book and just stay the heck away. Oh, I, I, I can tell you where Dean is going. With his, uh, <laughs> Please Straight do. To Montego Bay, baby. All right, Alex. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Love you, Alex. Th- thanks for clearing the air. Apology accepted. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, take it easy, guys. All right, bye. bye. So there you have it. The- oh my God! First of all, Alex is like one of our listeners. I don't know if you know that. One episode we were talking about. Well, I started crying about uh, wanting. I think it was just Mark and I. Mark, remember that episode when we had a girls talk and you're like, Vanessa, do you want kids? And I just started crying. You're like, Oh my God, did I see something wrong? Yes. And I'm like, No, it's because I've always wanted kids. Yeah. I'll never so he actually. That. I felt so bad. I'm like, it's nothing that you said. It's just something that I want so badly. He, Alex, ended up texting me that day and was like, I don't know if it's a good idea to get your, to freeze your eggs because mm. apparently he like does a lot of research on things. So he's like my go-to guy whenever I need advice on something specific because he has so he's a wealth of knowledge. One of my friends, I love Alex. One of my friends is uh, turning 35 next week and she is single and uh, mm-hmm. has no children. And it's funny because we, we were talking and she said how she has been encouraged to freeze her eggs. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I obviously mentioned to you and how, um, you know, my friend Vanessa was thinking about the same thing. And then she mm-hmm. says, there is no no person that's been born of a frozen egg is over the age of seven or eight or nine or ten or however old, right? There's no 70-year-old mm-hmm. human being mm-hmm. from a frozen egg. You have no idea mm-hmm. the health risks that go into right. the idea of right. freezing your eggs in that human later on, and I never thought about that. Um, I didn't think about that either. And she she said that's one of her main deterrents for freezing her eggs. She wants it to happen naturally. Um, well, because then there's the, the reverse that can happen too, right? If your eggs are... Oh, I don't know too much about it, so I don't know if I'm saying even makes sense. Yeah. But if your eggs are a little bit more mature, then I think there's a risk after the age of 30, 
five. I'm not sure of the exact number. You have to do a test to see if there's any complications with um, with the baby. Right. Well, I know post 35 years old as a woman, it's considered a geriatric pregnancy, which in, yeah. in my opinion is kind of ridiculous. Isn't it? And I know that I'm 31, Dean. I'm 30. I'm turning 32 in a couple of months. I know. And you don't look a day over 24. I love you, but my eggs feel it. You can my eggs, eggs feel 32. My eggs feel 32. I'm just saying, I, I, I appreciated her approach on it. Uh, my friend that I was just talking about because she just says, like, whatever is will be. And I know you have that same same yeah. approach as well. Um, yeah. But how are things looking with you and the BF? Is there any progress made in, in so that good. realm? I, someone had just messaged me like, oh, I see love and happiness. Do I see a wedding anytime soon? And I'm like, this is the first relationship that I'm actually taking it slow. Yeah. And, um, I think for me, I've been someone that loves, I remember like Amy being like, slow down, Vanessa. Like you, like you, you're putting way too much energy and thought into a relationship. And I'm like, cause I want one so badly. Yeah. And we ended up meeting out of the blue and it went really quick at the beginning. Um, and I feel like there's a lot that has happened between us from very early on, early on in our relationship that has made us grow a lot stronger and it could have gone the complete other way. Um, and I, I feel like, so the old me was so into the bachelor, like quickly, like being into a relationship, like going full force in and yeah. like getting engaged. And like, I was, I'm like, yeah, I would love that. You know, and I still believe in that, in that process. Um, but as I'm getting older, I'm like, holy shit. It takes a long time to really get to know a person. Oh, surely. And I don't know about you, but do you like to know about people's pasts? Um, you know, I like to say that it wouldn't affect my uh, my viewpoint on anyone, but I, I think it kind of does, regardless of whether we want to believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, how much do you want to know about someone's past? Oh, this is a good topic because I love being. I would a love. To, I mean, I would love to know every minor detail. To, you to, do as honestly and, and fully described as possible yeah i think so would you not uh, yeah but i feel like most girls are like that most men don't really want to know um all the like you're saying like a mom's the word sort of thing i mean I've, i have run into some issues in the past where i i've learned some things of like former uh interests that i didn't like and then i was like getting down on myself or even letting that affect my opinion of that person you know or those people um, and so like, it, it's easier to not know things, I think, but at the end of the day, like if you're really fully, truly going to love someone, you should know everything about them. I absolutely agree. I think it's, um, a catch 22 though. Cause I believe that too. I want to know everything there is to know about the person. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it's hard a not to judge or to get jealous about, uh, you know, a person's past or, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I've started to like really enjoy it. Oh, Cause like I have a kind of dodgy past, like. Um, from like shoplifting to like doing drugs to getting arrested to like all these things that I've done in my life and I've used to like kind of like shy away from sharing those things but now I'm just like that's a lot of what makes me who I am today and I, I kind of own that in my I don't know I just think it's kind of fun you know it's kind of yeah fun. I think I think if you don't have anything that uh like crazy or not even crazy just like if you don't have a history then for me, that's scarier because that means there's a lot that you still need to learn and do and explore and go through. Um, so good thing that you did all the shoplifting when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, when I was 15. Um, well, so you kind of dodged the question about you and Josh a little bit. Oh, OK. Um, no, I, I mean, it's going great. He's I've never been in a relationship that uh, is just healthy, <laughs> you know, like healthy in the sense that 
I know I can be someone that could be a lot to deal with in the sense that I, you know, I like spending time with the person I'm dating. Um, um, I like for them to spend time with my family. And it's very, we have very similar interests when it comes to that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, I don't think. I think that's great. No. Um, yeah, but I think for some people, like, I dated this one guy who couldn't handle it. Right. You're engaged to him. No, 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 no. This other guy. <laughs> I, I'm just messing with you. Um, well, I guess the, God, the, what I wanted you to, to maybe speak more clearly on was, have you and Josh talked about children at all? Because I know, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very important <laughs> thing to you. And so what yes. is what is the, the result of that conversation that you typically have with him about that? He wants kids. He and that made me so happy. He, yeah. yeah, he wants kids. And apparently his sister was telling me, like, this is the first time I hear Josh ever say that. He can't wait to start a family. You guys would have some um, freaking good-looking children. Aw, Dini. <laughs> would you babysit? Uh, I'll be like the fun uncle, yeah, gladly. Okay, okay, Just okay, for like okay, an okay. hour or so. Just to take yeah, them no, to the park to like hit on girls or something like that. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when they're 30, that'd be fine. Um, yeah. He's, no, so he's like really family-oriented and wants kids. And I think it's important. Like, he's Jewish. Uh-huh. I'm Catholic. Uh-huh. But I'm not religious. Like I'm not super religious. He's not super religious either. And what I love about his family is they love learning about different cultures and different religions around the world. And they're so inclusive to all of that. And I think it's important to have to bring a child into this world that um, is open to all this wealth of knowledge that exists around us. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, I'm very happy. Um, but taking things slow. And any talk of an engagement coming up anytime soon? Dude, he, I think it was like TMI, but he wanted to, when we first met, he was like, oh my God. He told me after, and I'm like, thank God you didn't do this. He wanted to propose to me like months into our relationship. Mm. I'm like, we're not on The Bachelor. Like, yeah. You don't need to get down on one knee this quickly. Um, but we just have so much love and respect for each other. And like I said, we've gone through quite a bit um, in our relationship that made this bond so incredibly strong. Um and uh, he's someone who loves talking about his feelings, which is rare yeah. to have. Well, that's, and, good. that's great to hear. Yeah. It's great to hear that he was even open about that thought that he had. And, and you guys obviously are still doing really well to this day. I think I, I agree with everything you're saying. It sounds like everything's trending in the right direction. Um, and I'm super, super happy for you, V. Dini, what about you? No, we're not going to talk about me. We're actually going to get your good, good friend Taylor Nolan on the phone. But before we do Yay. that, we are going to take a quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So that's enough about my love life, but another huge... um part of my love life is my friendship with the one and only Taylor Nolan, who was on Nick's season of The Bachelor. Tay, are you on the phone? Hey. Hey. Hi, love. How are you? Oh, good. We're just talking about, you know, my relationship and how Dean is still single. How I'm sabotaging (laughs) the relationship with my friend Alex talking about your former love affair. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, he, Alex called and apologized, but I wanted to talk to you. I mean, I talked to you literally nine times a day. And, um, go to sleep together. Yeah, we are always, always, always attached to the hip. Um, but I wanted to talk about your relationship because I get a lot of questions about people who are pursuing long distance relationships, whether that's, because they're now, you know, leaving high school and going to different uh, universities. So how do you, well, talk to us a little bit about how you met your now boyfriend. Uh, he's Canadian. Yeah. How did you meet him? And <laughs> and how are you making the long D work? The long D? Well, the long, long D. D. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we met at a conference um, and... Long distance is not my favorite. Like, I don't, I, I, there's pros and cons to it for sure, but I would definitely prefer to not be long distance. Um, 
And I think it's really different when, like, you start your relationship in the same place and then have a period of being long distance as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, starting your relationship long distance, which is what I've done. Um, I did have one relationship where we were together and then did long distance. Um, but it's definitely not easy to do. (laughs) So do you have anything that you, like, I know some people say, oh, well, you know, we started this Netflix show and we only watch it at the same time together while we're like in different. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do stuff like that to create a stronger bond? I mean, I know you guys don't. Well, (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're asking the question you already know the answer to. I mean, I, you um, know, I just got to give people what they need to hear. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, so one thing I recommend doing is doing FaceTime dinners together. Mm. Um, so one thing that I've actually asked him for during this separation period that we have now, um, one of the things I requested, one of my needs, was that I would love for us to do FaceTime dinners, um, something I've done in the past where, you guys either like make the same thing or just are eating different things, but like you sit down and you have a FaceTime where you're eating together and like it, it kind of feels like a little bit of a date night in a way. Um, and another big thing that I love doing that I totally recommend to people is sexy FaceTime. Mm. Um, long distance yes. is real hard when it comes to, you know, your Deep sexual face right now. relationship. So... <laughs> Dean, are you making a face at me? I'm just like smiling. No, I'm like, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like <laughs> loving this. Yeah, the sexy FaceTimes are the best. So tell us what goes into a sexy FaceTime. Okay, well, a sexy FaceTime can be many different things. Um, one of the things that I enjoy with sexy FaceTimes are like, engaging in some dirty talk, um, discussing like role plays or fantasy type things, um, some mutual masturbation, if you're comfortable with that. Okay. Um, but really just being able to like explore each other sexually, you know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I struggle with a few of these things that you're outlining right now. I don't Which one specifically, basically all of them. And so I just, I just want to get a better understanding of if it's, if there's anything I struggle with dirty talk. In the moment, like when things are getting hot and heavy, I just don't do dirty talk. I struggle even to I, make. I can picture you just like smiling, your face like beaming with like this massive smile. Yeah, it's not. It's not the most. Uh, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't know what to, what to call it, but okay. So yeah. struggle with dirty talk. I struggle with um, FaceTiming consistently. Like I don't like to really jump on the phone very often. And, mm-hmm. and then I also struggle with. Uh, sexual uh images so like i don't send or i've never really asked for like sexy pictures from a significant other so that's like the triple Mm -hmm. whammy do you watch porn um occasionally so one thing i would say in in terms of like the dirty talk um i know that can be really hard to like get out of your head kind of because you can kind of feel a little bit silly starting that Uh um so one way to kind of like ease your way into doing that dirty talk is through sexting um there's you can kind of like role play out just like what I would want to do to you and like creating that kind of image in your head or even referring back in your head to um, like the last time that you were intimate with that person and kind of just describing that out via text that Mm -hmm. can kind of get you more in the mood and practice doing that where then when you are in the moment um, you might be able to lean into dirty talk more Um, one thing that sex researchers definitely recommends in terms of having better sex is being more vocal during those acts. So 
even if you're not necessarily dirty talking, like, do you struggle with even just expressing, like, moaning and whatnot when you're engaged in sex? This is getting real personal, Dean. I feel like sometimes yeah. I, have to, I have to consciously tell myself to, like, make noises during sex sometimes. Like, hey, just make sure you're, like, just give her, like, a grunt so you know, like, you're enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. if, if, I, if I had it my way, I, I don't know, but I would assume that I would be perfectly silent the entire time. I actually read something that most oh. men don't like making noises when... Really? During intercourse, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes with uh, being vulnerable um, because Mm -hmm. to express yourself that way during some kind of intimate moment takes a lot of vulnerability. And seeing you and I have talked, and I'm sure you talk a lot on here, about some of the walls that we might have up. Um, Uh And if if we've got some walls up um, just kind of in the relationship emotionally in general, then that can definitely translate into your intimate moment. Yeah. I wonder too how uh, I, every time the word masturbation gets said on this podcast that we all I get kind of like weird looks from the producers because I don't know if we're allowed oh, to say that's it. Like but my favorite topic. I, just, I, I will not be bleeping that. Just yes, for the record. heck yes. We're, we went from G to PG today. Um, there's a couple yeah. interesting things about masturbation in men, especially where I think we've talked about it before about how um, men think they need to get through sex as quick as possible because mm-hmm. they're like trained from a young age or conditioned to think like they need to masturbate get it over with before anyone catches them and then like kind of hide it um and then also mm-hmm. i was gonna say i've i've always been i've obviously been masturbating for longer than i've been sexually active thank mm-hmm. you very much for the round of applause and <laughs> um and i think as a child as you begin doing that like again you're like you're being quiet the whole time because like you're kind of hiding it from your parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so then i think that then translates mm-hmm. to your sexual life as an adult when you're active hmm. i don't know it's just yeah. a thought yeah, no, I think that's a really good point because, yeah, when you are, I guess, maybe more so for men, I mean, when I masturbate, I make noise, um, but I, I think kind of, I, I, I do I see Taylor. that as a <laughs> I want to record what? Dean's face this entire segment. This is great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, this is, I lo- see, I love how open Taylor is. So Taylor has her own podcast. Um Let's talk about it. And you're a mental health counselor. So this is all, that's why you're so knowledgeable and all this stuff. Cause you're so, I mean, you study this stuff. So you're, it's, it, it comes so natural, natural for you uh, to talk about all of this. And that's why I love just, you know, Taylor knows my entire life and my <laughs> entire life with my now boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think there are uncomfortable topics for people to talk about, especially like, sexually the sexual stuff is definitely uncomfortable um but for me those are always like the most exciting topics mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. um, the most recent episode of the podcast this week was with a sex researcher um who i attended his workshop and he's done like the largest study on sexual fantasies in america um and learned a lot of great stuff from that um but also just want to get to like the masturbation point like dean i i agree with you i think that's a really valid possible explanation for why maybe men struggle with being vocal um during sex but i also think in terms of like the masturbation piece that you know women are kind of uh brought up to think that if you are a girl that masturbates that you know that you're just lonely and you can't get a man or that if you do masturbate you're like a total slut um and i think it's hard to find that like in between and especially um you know, porn, mainstream porn is very mm-hmm. much it towards men and is really teaching, um, you know, some not so realistic ways of actually having sex. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right. So there's an uh, adult filmmaker who I really like called Erica Lust, um, who I highly yes. recommend to people. Um, it's more kind of like indie porn and feminist porn. And sometimes like the feminist porn can be like really out there where it's like, that's actually not what I'm looking for. Um, but Tumblr used to be like a great place for people to like, it had a great community, um, very, very sex positive, um, where it was like real people. And, um, even in terms of like the tech theme piece theme where like, you've never sent pictures, you've never asked for pictures. Um, one thing that my current partner introduced me to that, like, I remember I was with Vanessa when it first happened and I was like, what is this? Like, this is so weird. Um, but instead of like sending photos of like yourselves, you like can literally send like gifts, um, and like different, uh, at least it was on Tumblr and now there's like new different sites coming up where you can kind of find this content. Um, where you can literally, like, play out a role play via sex and, like, use gifts to kind of, like, go through and explain it to each Hmm. other. That's, like, really actually exciting and really hot. I'll be honest with you. That doesn't sound very appealing to me. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it'll get, it would get me, like, you know, aroused. Yeah. 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 I'll give you some gifts and then you can tell me. I don't know. See, I think I I would get a little... I mean, are they gifts of other women or men? No, but it just depends. I mean, there's literally gifts of, like, all kinds of things. Oh, there's, yeah, like, yeah. Videos I remember. On there I remember. Right. Yeah, there, there's, like, videos on there and stuff, too. Sometimes it's, like, literally, like, their faces aren't even in it. Sometimes it's, like, really artsy-fartsy and is, like, black and white mm-hmm. and, like, really cute. Um I mean, there's, there's literally something for everyone out there. It's just a matter of kind of finding it and... Of course, at first, it might feel a little weird, and it might seem like, I don't know if I'm into this or not, but you won't know until you try it, and I think it's important to have an open mind, because you never know right. what will turn you on. I didn't think that the gift would, or that the sex seemed like that would, but it's, like, one of my favorite things now. <laughs> I think it's important to also know and feel like you're in a very safe relationship because there's been relationships mm-hmm. that I'm like ah, I don't feel like I want to sexually explore with this person because I don't feel comfortable and safe um and the safety mm-hmm. aspect is also like am I going to be judged am I yeah. you know like how is this person going to react if I try something out that I'm not going to be really good at the first time around or or um or whatever so the safety aspect of it is definitely a big one mm-hmm Totally. That just boils down um, to trust, I feel like, too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And trust that they're not going to go around and say shit about you, right. you know? Which I think is something that you should yeah. just, obviously, I think Taylor has spoken to this in the past as well, is just take your time to do those types of things, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, until you fully give yourself to someone, you should have trust for them. So. Yeah. And I think also, like, in terms of the fear of, like, what other people think, I mean sometimes you just really have to like i don't know if i can swear on here but sometimes you just say that and like stick by what you believe in and what you enjoy and um really kind of like owning that in a way but yeah i think having a partner that you trust and that you feel safe with is like the most important piece of all of this especially with doing long distance um making sure that your guys's boundaries are very clear in terms of what kind of a relationship you're in. If you're in a monogamous relationship, if you're in a consensual non-monogamous relationship, if you're, you know, going to be poly, if you're going to be open, like if dynamics change at all, when you do become long distance, um, because it can bring up a lot of 
insecurities and a lot of trust issues and a lot of jealousy that I think people mm-hmm. can struggle with when they're not seeing their partner on that consistent basis. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me ask you this. How much of a relationship should be sex-centric? I don't know how this became a sex uh, topic for like a sex podcast today, but I guess the... the I came on. <laughs> yeah, I guess that yeah. must be why. I guess the, 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 and the reason I'm asking is because how much of an emphasis should you put on sex in your relationship, long distance or um, not? Like how, not like how often should you be having it, but how much of a, of a, of an impact should it have on your relationship? I guess is my question. How much of an effect or how much of an emphasis? Uh, emphasis. Cause effect, I mean, obviously, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I think it really depends on the couple. Um, if someone in the relationship has a really, high sex drive and the other person has a lower sex drive, then there could be potential difficulties there that they would really need to like hash out. Um, If both people in the couple have a low sex drive, then that might work for them. Um, If both people have a high sex drive, then there's definitely going to be more of an emphasis there. Um, But I think, I think you can certainly have a very fulfilling relationship with out at a high emphasis on sex. Um, you know, when you do look at long-term monogamous relationships, um, passion does go down within the first like two years or sorry, starts to go down after the first two years. Um, so it's not like in most long-term relationships, there's a huge emphasis on sex anyway, um, where it kind of becomes a sense of a partnership. Um, but I think again, to maintain your own sexual satisfaction, which we all have some layer of, um, that it is important to kind of spice it up however you can and, um, not necessarily having more sex, but just having better quality sex, um, Mm -hmm. studies have shown that, um, when couples actually were like encouraged or attempted to increase the amount of times that they had sex, that they actually felt less happy and reported lower rates of satisfaction and felt like it was something that they had to do, which is something mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with. Whereas when couples kind of maintained about the average was having sex once a week was when people reported that higher level of satisfaction. And that's any kind of sex act, whether it's oral or masturbation type um, or like actual intercourse. Um, so I think it's, it's really having an emphasis on like the quality of sex that you're having and making sure that both people feel satisfied with that we also had i think a sex expert that came on our podcast a few episodes ago and he was asking us how often do you think how many times a week do you think you should be intimate with your partner and i was like i don't know like three times he's like every day and intimacy does not mean having sexual intercourse it could be sitting on your Mm -hmm. partner's lap giving them a kiss on the cheek hugging them for 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and that builds a stronger bond between the both of you um, yeah. and it doesn't, the emphasis on just a sexual aspect of it doesn't mm-hmm. take that much of a priority if you're being physically intimate with that person that you're dating. Yeah. So everything that you do in your relationship is foreplay. Um, the Gottmans who are like world renowned couples researchers, um, estimated or found in their, in their research that it was the six second kiss was, um, ideal for the couples that really kind of succeeded who they called masters of relationships who reported wow. really high marital satisfaction of having a six second kiss per day. Um, so oh, I'm going to try I, that I, after this podcast. Yeah. Because I mean, you think about it, some days you go days, you know, where your partner, you just have a peck or, you know, you hold hands or something, but there mm-hmm. isn't that like intimacy there of, you know, that really kind of 
kiss that feels like meaningful and that you actually feel connection afterwards. Um, So I always joke with my partner since we're long distance that, you know, we're missing out on all our six second kisses. So when we do see each other, we need to have like a thousand kisses. (laughs) You and I? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Our long distance relationship with each other, Vanessa? (laughs) I mean, we do have a long distance relationship, but I can't wait to see you, Tay. Thank you so much for your wealth of knowledge um, and for, we didn't think this conversation was going to turn into a sex topic, but Dean's very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can listen to all of Tay's podcasts um, called Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan, and you can follow her on her Instagram page, Tay Mocha, T-A-Y, yeah, Mocha, M-O-C-H-A. Thanks, Tay. We uh, we appreciate you calling in. We appreciate you Love talking you, about Tay. everything that you talked about. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, Dean, if you ever want to talk more, let me know. I'll send you some gifts. Thanks, Tay. See you later. Okay, we actually have one more guest that I want us to get one to. One more. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. 
Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, and we are back and up next on the phone. We had we had to do it. We weren't going to do it, and I kind of jokingly teased the idea of having Alex's former flame because we already have one as a co-host in Vanessa. Oh, God. <laughs> but Caroline Lunny, who was also on Bachelor in Paradise Australia, she and Alex um, seemed to couple up basically almost instantaneously as soon as they got there. But, Caroline, are you there? Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, love. Hi, how's it going? It's so great to have you on the uh, on the air here. Oh, nice to kind of get to meet you, Dean. I know. Well, it's it's a ple- the pleasure is all mine. I was just talking to Vanessa. She says that you guys are internet friends. We've been trying so hard to get together whenever I'm in Florida or Miami, and or so we were somewhere else too at one point at the same time, and we didn't ever meet up, and it makes me so sad. But I should be in Florida I soon, so we're cold, so I haven't made it up there yet. But maybe, maybe it's I'm finally. I know it's finally, it feels like summer today, but uh, you can never trust the weather out here, but I'll come and visit you. Well, and Caroline, you live in Florida, right? So especially from Florida to Canada is a big uh, climate change, climate difference. Anywhere to Montreal, huge climate change. Canada in the summer is beautiful, but that's, uh, yeah, Yeah. all I I can handle. Well, Caroline, okay, so obviously, as you are well aware, um, Alex was on our podcast last week. I don't know, I guess I don't know if you're well aware of that, but. No idea. Right. (laughs) But I, so yeah, I, remember I, that rumor we started? Alex and I are really good friends. Um, are you? I had no idea. <laughs> and we just wanted to get you on the phone. We Obviously, we would love to hear about your experience with Bachelor in Paradise Australia um, and and just kind of how all of that went. And, you know, you know, Alex, he's like a very uh, desensitized kind of callic callous yeah. like logical individual like unemotional yeah. unempathetic yeah, and, and i i can stone. what's funny is i can empathize with his lack of empathy if that makes any sense and maybe that's why we get along so well is because we kind of you know are, are difficult in that same way um so just do you mind explaining to the listeners your side of the whole bachelor in paradise australia thing because um, from what i saw it seemed like you guys and like in a, in a like you guys got along really well right um, no, I actually hated him at first. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I mean, he comes up, like, I just walked in and um, we sat down and he's like, don't trust the producers. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so, like, tell me, like, like this is the first time him and I had met in person. Yeah. And then it was just very, like, he's very cynical. And I yep. was like, all right, well, that's a no. And I, um, I, you know, went on Wait, a you, did you say else. Alex is cynical? No, Alex never. Yeah, he's, I he's don't know Alex to be cynical. As far as the, I think being on a television oh, the show, set, he's yeah. very okay. cynical know, towards he's, that. He's positive in other ways, but it, like it's funny because in a TV show, I'm honestly not really sure why 
Alex had any interest in going on a television show yeah. like The Bachelor because he is quite cynical about it. But he likes to say it's a social experiment. That he's <laughs> conducting, which is very he's doing scary. his research. I love it. Yeah. He's always conducting social experiments. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, he ended up taking his, uh, his friend Richie on a date. Um, but the thing that's weird about Paradise in Australia, if you ask them on a date, if they say no, they have to go home. Huh. So I was oh. kind of, I was kind of led into asking Richie. They were like, why don't you ask Richie on a date? And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Of course, Richie's got like something serious going on or as serious, I guess, as paradise can be in the small time frame that you're there. But, um, and yeah, so like I, I knew that my date with Richie wasn't going anywhere. And then it's funny because Alex thinks he came in and like saved the day and like pulled me off of Richie. And I was just like, well, I knew the whole time that this wasn't going anywhere because he told me no at first, but you don't see that in editing. And then Wait, Alex what did he and, tell you? I didn't catch the last part. What did he say? Sorry, there's so much here and I'm trying to figure out where to how to navigate the story. But so when I asked Richie on a date, Richie had said, I'm actually seeing this girl cast. So he essentially said no to me taking him on a date. So and then producers were like, You can't say no, you have to go. And I'm like, Well, this makes me feel great. Yeah. So loved and so wanted here. <sighs> Um, but we went and I knew it was just strictly like a friend thing. And I just was happy to go on a date that, you know, was like a good date. I feel like I hadn't had a good date in bachelor, my experience with a bachelor. So even though I knew it wasn't going anywhere, it was still really fun. And then I came home and, you know, Cass and Richie got back together and, um, I started talking to Alex. Aww. So your quote unquote relationship flourished outside of the show. Well, started. Well, they, they no, no, start, no, it started no, on the show. Like, no, this was on the show. Yeah. So it happened, um, like when I got home to like Paradise home. Resort or whatever. Back to the back to the resort. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. And that's when it started to blossom and take off, and um, and then you guys. That's I guess so. So I was wrong in the beginning too, because then it wasn't instantaneous. It was a slow burn, but then once it started it was, burning, so yeah. it, it. The thing, the thing was, is like I just didn't think. I didn't, I honestly didn't know what I thought. Um, but the thing that's really cool about Australia is that they take your mic packs at a certain point in the night, you know, cause like in the U S it's like, unless you're, um, in the shower or asleep, you're, you're mic. Yeah. And so it's cool because in Australia, you have all this time at night to have completely, you know, free conversations without a camera in your face and without a mic pack on. And so that's where Alex and I really got to know each other because I feel like that's when he's more comfortable when he knows he's watched. Right. Well, and especially as as two Americans on an Australian TV show, I talked to him, him him a little bit about this last week, is I feel like they didn't make it a point to make your guys' love story as much a, a part of the storyline as their Australian contestants. because Just because well, the Australian audience didn't recognize you guys quite right. as much, right? As, and, yeah, I mean, I get it. They're not as invested in us as they would be someone else that right. they know. But I don't think Alex and I, our relationship was that it, it, it took a while. Like it really was a slow burn. Like we got a great edit where it ha- it seemed like it was all lovey dovey the whole time, but it, it took a minute just because I think I was a little hesitant just because I did come all the way to, you know, in Fiji to meet someone who actually lived 
you know, 20 minutes from you. Yeah, he, he owns a house in Fort Lauderdale uh-huh. right next to yours, which is hilarious. No, I think he's, I think he might be in Florida now. Yeah, is he? You're yeah, probably sitting in the it. same room as him right now, aren't you? I almost drove to his house and lost it on the way. decided not to. So, okay, and so what happened after Paradise? Because I keep saying this, but like, like you know, Alex is a man of very few words, especially when it pertains mm-hmm. to his emotions and his relationships. And obviously, I am not. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I love that about you, Caroline. Yeah, but that's the thing. So thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate that. But it was like a huge thing with Alex and I, just because I am who I am and I don't hold back and whatever. Like, And if I, if I love something, I let it know if I hate something like I'm, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve, good, bad, or ugly. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know what's the question. There's so much here. There's so much. Well, let's get, get into it. We got time. <laughs> what, what's the question again? I'm like, I'm like nervous. What happened? What happened after paradise? Because so you guys left separately, but like on good terms or maybe go walk us through so, the departure and then. Because I know, like, yeah. he, he, he mentioned last week that he was out in Florida to visit you a, a couple times as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, it was weird because, like I said, it was a slow burn. And then when we left Paradise, we decided to leave Paradise together. And, but it was weird because, like, you, you, you're leaving Paradise together, but then you're like, when the cameras are off, you like came to my hotel room and I was like, do you actually like me? Or, like, are you just like, handing it up for tv and we had like had this moment where we like looked at each other really weird and we were like oh okay like i i do kind of like you okay mm-hmm. like let's just keep it going and see what happens and then i think he came to see me like the next weekend in florida and um you know we had a good time came here and then he came to boston and um like met my family and did like stayed at my mom's house whatever for my birthday for new year's and then um, shortly thereafter, we realized like just, it wasn't really going anywhere, and it was great because I had been having really, really bad anxiety. I suffer with it um, like all the time, and he finally. I said can to relate me, to okay. that. But, yeah, no, it's brutal. Like I couldn't yeah. figure out like what you know was really causing anything, and then it was weird because Alex said to me, he's like, yeah, like, I don't really know if I see turning into a relationship. And I like had this immediate weight lifted off my chest. And I was like, oh my God. And like, me neither. Like he, you know, he's very Alex. He says it's so like Russian and cold and very blunt to me. He's just like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I see it turning into a relationship. And I'm like, ouch, dude. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Like me neither. And like, that's okay. And, um, we stayed friends. Like we still like talk to each other like every other day or whatever. I don't know. He just, Alex would just call me when he was bored on his, on his drive home from work. Like he'd be like <laughs> leaving the office and going to CrossFit every day at like 447. He would call me like, I'm like, Oh, right on time. Like, but, um, yeah, we were like super, super friendly. But I think when the show started to happen, I got upset with him just because he made some comments that really like didn't sit well with me. And it just, it, it kind of painted me in a bad light. Like it made it seem like, I'm just this crazy overshare stage five clinger. And I was like, buddy, like, that's not how it all is. Like, it, it just, he made me feel stupid. And he was like, you know, like, Aww. our relationship is real. And you know, like, how, like, that was. So, it was like, don't trust all that stuff. Like, don't care what anybody else thinks. And I'm like, yeah, you, you make me seem like an idiot. And then I listened to the podcast the other day. And it just, I just felt like I'm just like this running joke between 
honestly, between Dean, you and uh, you and Alex. So. Well, I, I think that he underplays it a lot. He underplays what you guys had a lot. And that's just that's just kind of who he is, his personality. So, like, that's not fair to do to me when, like, what we had was real. And it's like, and then what he said about, you know, Vanessa and everything. And, like, I get it. The kid has a weird sense of humor. But, like, it's for me when it's like, I know that you cared about me and you can't tell me one thing and then publicly say something else. Yeah. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's just, like, that's not fair. And it's, like, it's not fair to make me feel like a joke when, like, I felt like, you know, it, it wasn't, I don't know, it lasted forever, but, like, we had a blast together. Yeah. But, like, and he's the weirdest fucking person ever. But, like, <laughs> I really, you know, like, we enjoyed each other's company. So, like, and just because it wasn't forever doesn't mean it's, like, I didn't appreciate what it was in my life. But I was, like, it's not fair for you to keep publicly making it seem like I meant nothing to you and making you seem like a joke. Like, that's, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, I think it's also the dynamic that Dean and, and Alex have together. Like, you bring out, I mean, you guys are just, like, two goofballs together. And I get it. Like, I, I, I can empathize. Like, I, I sure. Like, yeah. I think, well, I, I think what Vanessa was trying to say is just, like, we both like, like to, ra- Alex and I like to rag on each other. And I think that kind of extends yeah, past I, us sometimes. It, it, Oh, yeah, because I was a part of the room. I, I was part of the joke, said, you know, and I was like, what is happening? And I had to, like, do damage control. I messaged Caroline. I was texting him. I'm like, no, this is not true. Like I said, I was so, loving it. I was loving all the I know. <laughs> all the drama and he Jared was starting was like, up. what is going on? <laughs> he had no idea. It's, just, it's not fair for me when, like, he – and, like, it's weird because I've seen – I've never talked to you before, but I have this weird, like, insecurity, like, when it comes to you because I feel like there's this weird – like conversation that happens behind my back and I'm probably just overthinking it. But like, and I know and it even comes down to like, I've heard you guys say about how I was the women tell all. And like, at the end of the day, if someone, like if someone's shitting on one of your people, if someone like hurt your person, you're going to like have their back. And like the way that like I've been talked about in the sense that, um, like, I feel like it's like, oh, Caroline's so dramatic and she's so thirsty. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's Caroline's audition for Paradise. Like, when that happened, I had a boyfriend. I had no intention of going on Paradise. And the thing that happened was is that I had the okay from producers. I was told exactly what I was and was not allowed to say. But at the end of the day, like, Ari hurt my friend. And, like, if someone hurts your person, you're going to want to be like, hey, you, buddy. And that's what the women tell all was for me. I mean, hey, I, I agree with all that. I don't think I ever criticized you for the women tell all thing, have I? I just feel like there's this weird, like, subtext where I'm just like... No, you're... No, I mean, listen, I feel like that with Dean sometimes, too. And we've known each other for a while. So I think it's... That's probably because I don't know you and I don't really know your sense of humor in person, but yeah. Or yeah, like, no, or Dean, like will, Dean can say something, like, sarcastic with the biggest <laughs> smile on your on his face. And it's like, what are yeah. you... Hard, like, hard, what is that Hard to, what does hard that to mean? dial in on. I can, see, I can see how it could be confusing. Yeah. But I can assure you, at least from my perspective, I've never seen anyone necessarily criticize you for that and I, me I think, neither I, i've never to, seen anyone say anything about you to vanessa's point too um it's it's certainly a superpower to wear that emotional ability on your sleeve as you do and i actually i sometimes get down on myself because i don't have the ability to do that and i wish i go back and forth on wishing i i would be able to and, and kind of glad sometimes that i don't and i think that there is a balance there somewhere but at the end of the day i think like if you're able to like you said you have your friends back and you are able to be vulnerable and open up emotionally a lot more than others, I think that's at the end of the day a, a superpower, in my opinion. So, uh, 
Caroline, I could relate because I feel like when I did uh, AFR with Nick, um, mm-hmm. I was we're being really. I I don't know if Dean, did you watch our AFR? I did not. Anyway, so we ended up being like very honest about the struggles of being in a public relationship and blah blah blah. blah. And I got I got on because I wasn't the girl that was like, oh my god, life is perfect. Blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, like it's I not. Would, like, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's like it's exactly. Like, I'm like cookie cutter rules. Like, go in the show. Or yeah, it's not your life. Like, yeah, it's, it's not realistic. Show, yeah, so I totally get that. And another thing that I want to say is when you feel like, because I remember like you were, we were messaging each other back and forth and you were saying things that people were saying or whatever or whatever. And when it's about you, you know all the BS that people are saying about you because it's about you. But when it's about well, someone else, like. I didn't. And then Alex is the one who I have, I have lived ignorantly blissed for all of this time, not knowing what the f- Reddit was. And then Alex, that mother. Raw that way. <laughs> I was like, can you not? The bleeping that's going to go on in this episode. Get rid of that. Like, stop doing this. Get rid of, wait, get rid of what? Alex would, like, read Reddit out loud to me. And I was like, these people hate <laughs> me. Oh my, are you serious? Like, and he's the one, he messaged me saying, never go on Reddit once I sent him that message. He is so full of shit. He's the only reason I know what Reddit is. I have literally been so ignorantly blissed this whole time, not knowing that there was a uh, of people who hate me out there. Wow. But yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> people are going to hate you whether you do what you, I don't yeah. know. People are going to hate you regardless. But um, yeah. and, Not and, you. It, like everyone in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. You, no Caroline, you suck. We're going to hate you no matter but, what. Yeah, no. I know. Let me clarify that. No, that's definitely Thanks. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay, so what's next for you then, Caroline? Because we are we going to see you on Paradise this year in oh, America? God, no. No? no, no. I'm not. Like, the thing was, um, as much as Alex is such pain in my ass, like, you know, I love the guy. He's great. He's a great person, and... He was the perfect, um, like, final chapter in this whole Bachelor world. Yeah. I, I did my shows, like, mm-hmm. I did three shows in a little, like, in about a year. Uh-huh. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> like, yeah. But he was, you know, the first two I felt really defeated because you have this idea of what the show can be when you go on. And yeah. When it's just so far from, like, um, you know, what you what you expected. And so, like, the first two were, were pure garbage. And um, leaving, you know, Paradise Australia with Alex and having a real relationship come up that, even though the relationship didn't work out, like, I just feel like I got what I wanted out of this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's just close all of that. All that stuff. I, I will say, having, having known and met just a lot of Bachelor guys over the past two years, Despite all of his shortcomings, which are very, very obvious, Alex is definitely one of the best. Um, He's solid, yeah. And and, and like and I and I know that, but like just I was, had to chew him out a little bit. No, absolutely, and and I, and I will say, despite the fact that he underplays a lot of what you guys might have had or still have or whatever it is, he did speak very highly of you in private to me multiple, many, 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 many times. Because I obviously, as you know, he he kind of filters himself a little bit when. Um, I guess people are listening or cameras are on or all that kind of stuff. But in private, he's, he's willing to and able to open up. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to let you know that he has spoken very highly of you many, many times. Well, that's good. I won't tell him that. I will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to stroke his ego too much. Um, yeah. And then so, so beyond Bachelor, then, is there anything else that's next for you? And then um, I guess moving forward? Um, 
well, I mean, I just kind of make some money doing some real estate stuff. And um, everyone keeps asking me all the same questions over and over. So I might jump on the bandwagon and I'm trying to put together a little blog or something so yeah. people can stop asking me where to go in Fort Lauderdale for their bachelorette party. So Love I'll just, like, go read about it on the blog. So. Love it. Wait, bachelorette party? Like, that's kind of more like event planning type stuff, though, isn't it? But the people, I just, that's the number one question I get asked is like, gotcha. I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. Where do I go for a bachelorette yeah. party? And I can't like tell everyone everything always. So like, and, but it's like that. And then it's like other stupid questions. Like, I mean, they're totally valid questions. I get the questions <laughs> over and over. You want to have like, you want, you want to be able to provide like a one sheet for someone that might be visiting somewhere, somewhere like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Lauderdale. And just, just stuff like that. And just oh, yeah. trying to get to know the area. And I love home oh. decor stuff. So just share all that with everybody. And yeah. Love it. We're so similar. That's what I'm doing for Montreal too. Wait, I'm doing that for LA right now. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. With your van. With, van. <laughs> yeah, with, the, with the van, exactly. Um, well, great. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, Caroline, thank you so much for taking the time to call in and share Thanks, all of that. Uh, we'll, be, right. we'll be sure to follow along on your social. We'll be on the lookout for the blog, hopefully dropping soon. And if, if anyone's listening to this, if anyone's looking at buying, you sell uh, residential, Real yeah? residential real estate in Fort Lauderdale or if, anywhere in Florida. If anyone's looking for a home in Florida, hit up Caroline um, and she'll give you a great rate. <laughs> she'll get you, she'll help you close on those, uh, those, those deals that you want. So Caroline, thank you again. Salesman. That was such a great pitch. No, <laughs> come on. It. I know I'm not That's the best. A solid plug. I, I appreciate the sarcasm. Um, well, I'm going to go over to Alex's house and take his ass. Off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. It. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. This whole podcast has just gone. It's escalated. We got a lot of f bombs. There's gonna be so much bleeping in this episode. Lots of f bombs. Lots of talk of masturbating. Yeah. So people wonder why this show is late today because we've been bleeping for hours. <laughs> can we just? Can we please just have one unbleeped show? In R-rated movies, you're allowed one f word. Can, can, in a whole <laughs> year of, of podcasting, can we have is one that episode that allows all, no bleeping? I don't know no. what the iHeartRadio policy is on that. Or I guess PG-13, not R-rated, I said. I said R. Ah, PG-13 with one F-bomb? Yeah, there's, there's more than just F-bombs. Um, masturbation. And- masturbation we're okay with. It's a technical term. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you see this email from Ariel, Vanessa? She says, your boyfriend, Josh, is exactly who the psychic predicted for you yes. a year ago on one of the podcasts. I know. I want to, if we can, can we actually go back to that episode? We should. Listen. Yeah. She said the best partner for you is someone not in the entertainment business, someone who probably never watches reality TV. She said you need someone from outside that world, someone who would ground you and support you instead of competing Mm -hmm. with you. It looks like you found Mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ariel, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. When I, and I want to talk to Taylor about this because we're both dating men who are not in the spotlight, who are not familiar with the Bachelor franchise. And I thought it was going to be hard because my life is very public. Um, but once you start learning what the boundaries are, what you're able to talk about, what they're comfortable with you doing and not doing, uh, or not even not doing, just like, you know, let them in the loop, in the loop, um, it's, it's makes for a really healthy relationship. So I'm uh, really, really, really happy. Good. Uh, Meg, has a question for you, Dean. Ooh. Do you, do you mm. feel like you don't want to commit or date because you were hurt so much from his from your last few breakups? Do you feel like if you go all in, you're just going to get hurt again? Mm. Interesting. Uh-huh. That is from Meg. It's funny. Well, I could give a long answer. Do you have a long answer or abbreviated answer? I think I think a long, thorough answer is what Meg deserves. 
Uh, the 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 short long answer is I don't really know exactly why, but I was going to. It's funny because I had a very very similar conversation about this just yesterday or two days ago, and it actually goes back to my time on the Bachelorette. Well, on my first one on one, I think I might have talked about this on my pod on this podcast at some point. And they were talking about we were talking about the loss of my mother before going into the nighttime portion of my one on one. And the producer made a comment of saying, if you could go back and erase your memory of your mom, would you do that knowing that she's not in your life anymore? And the obvious answer is no, of Mm. course, I would never do that. And so then the question holds true now is, would you would you hold yourself back in a relationship knowing that eventually it might end? When it, if it ends, you'll know that you'll still have positive memories from that relationship. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. They're so connected, these questions. They're connected. Um, obviously, different situations, but still connected in that sense. And so that's that's how I have to reflect back on myself and be like, okay, well, if I'm going to dive in fully into a relationship that ultimately ends up not working out, would I still look back on that relationship with regret, knowing that I still had positive memories and positive uh, things to look back on? Or would I regret diving in fully and I don't I, I don't know I still haven't really answered that question I think that my unwillingness to get into a relationship now stems from a lot of different reasons I don't know exactly mm-hmm. which one to to specifically point out um but I think I think the the, the fear of loss is certainly one of them mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. even though I know it's like if I do everything to the best of my ability consistently and constantly then I don't really foresee that happening but I, I guess obviously there's always extenuating circumstances so um to answer the question succinctly, yes, but that's just one reason of many reasons. Okay. Yes. Good succinct answer. Yes. And this is a tough one from Anonymous you'd like to get your opinion on, both of you. I've been dating my boyfriend for about seven months now. We're both 27. Things are going well. I'm the happiest I've ever been. However, a couple of weekends ago, we visited some of his friends, and they all decided to get some cocaine. <laughs> I told my boyfriend it made me nervous. He told me it wasn't a big deal. Well, the moment he snorted it, I felt so uneasy, I fainted. Mm. Yep, I fainted. We talked about it the next day. He was very understanding. I figured it wouldn't come up again because those friends don't live in our city. But the very next weekend, we were at a party, and it came up again. I know that he likes it. I don't want to be a controlling girlfriend. I don't want his friends to judge me for not doing it. What do you guys think? Am I making a bigger deal out of this than Mm. it is? This is a tough question. I, I feel like I have the answers for these, and I don't know the, what I'd say to this one. Go ahead, Vanessa. You're first. Sorry. I know. That was like a constipation sound. I don't think that... Um, I don't think you need to, A, worry about whether or not his friends think that you're... Uh, that whether or not his friends are judging you. If you're not into doing drugs, you're not into doing drugs. I've never done any drugs in my life, and... I once dated someone who was, and it was a very difficult conversation for me to have because I didn't want to judge them. You know, if they were doing it recreationally, I'm like, I don't want them to feel like I'm judging them. I just don't want it done around me. Um, So that person eventually ended up not doing it anymore. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing now, but I... I don't think you're making it a bigger deal than if you're not comfortable with something that, I mean, it's drug related, right? If you're not comfortable with dating someone who is recreationally doing drugs, then I I don't know. I I personally wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. Especially at, you know, she's what, 27? Mm -hmm, Yes. I think yeah. it comes down to personal preference. Even seven months. Yeah. I mean, I've dated girls who have, like, I don't really smoke weed. 
I mean, I do, but maybe yeah, a couple, but weed maybe a couple times a year. Weed and cocaine is very different. No, I know, but I'm just saying, I, I maybe smoke weed a couple times a year. I, I've dated girls who would smoke it consistently and constantly, and I know it's like a much, much different situation. But even that, I was kind of like, well, like that's kind of weird. I don't know if I really like that very much. As far as the cocaine situation goes, it sounds like he's just surrounding himself with the wrong people, and I don't know if he likes it as much as he likes being with his friends. Mm. And right. I, I've been in that situation before too. Is like I've, I, how honest are we gonna get on this podcast? I've never personally, honest, I've yeah. never personally purchased or or sought the drug out before, but I've done it socially with my friends solely okay. because yes, solely because they're like, hey, we're doing this. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it with you guys <laughs> a few times, you know. Um, and so I, I would say from the emailer, if she has an issue with that, I don't. From what it sounds like, it sounds like it's not an issue with the boyfriend. It sounds like it's the people that he's surrounding himself with. And I've even taken the steps. But that's an issue, too. Surely. Absolutely. I mean, I've this was for me was years ago. and I've taken the steps to remove those people that are still doing it to this day to remove them out of my life. Um, it's just like, I don't know. I just think that she shouldn't overstep her boundaries by saying, hey, you should stop doing this. But at the same time, there's a mm-hmm. balance of being like, hey, I have your best interest right. in mind. And I think that you should go the way of maybe phasing these people out of your life. So the issue is if she tells him not to do it, then he won't do it in front of her, but will do it behind her back. Mm. And then you're dating someone that is doing things. Well, the second he starts doing things behind you. someone's back is when that's when you know the relationship's going to well, go down we, the dumper. Right. So what I'm saying is like to not judge him because, hey, if someone wants to do something recreationally or whatever the case is, like that's to that's up to them to the side. But if you're someone who doesn't enjoy that or doesn't enjoy being around it it's hard it's it's hard to mesh two different types of lifestyles right because that's what that's what it is in the end right but then if you're, whose, whose responsibility does it fall on does it fall on him to stop it or does it fall on her to be accepting of the idea of him doing it i mean mark <laughs> <laughs> well i can already imagine how it's going to go when she brings this up to him uh, uh-huh. If she says, like, so, is this something you're going to be doing? Is this something that's important mm-hmm. to you? And he's going to be like, I don't know. I just felt like doing it, so I did it. Like, why are you on me like this? Yeah. Like, I can already see him getting really, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, defensive like that when, when mm-hmm. she comes after. So I think I, I try to generalize these things as much as I can. Whether it's drugs, whether it's porn, mm-hmm. video games, we all have our deal breakers in a relationship and what we can and can't handle. And I think she needs to figure out, is this a deal breaker for her or not? The fact that she wrote to a podcast about it tells me that I think it may be. Yeah. It's bothering her more than even maybe she realizes it is because it took, she took the time to do this. So I think that, I mean, the conversation's going to stink, but I do think maybe you start to pull back a little bit because this may not be the guy for you. Right. I think maybe feel it out a little bit longer. Yeah. Again, I still think it's a friend thing. Like those people that he's around consistently on weekends, whether they're from out of town or whether it's the friends that he's with in his town that they live in now, that has a huge, huge influence and effect on them. Those people around. Okay. Absolutely. I've been that guy before. You know what I mean? Okay. But do you want to be with some, you've been that guy before in your early twenties. He's in his late twenties. Do you want to be with someone who gets easily influenced by his social surroundings? That's another question to ask yourself. Um, I don't know. It's, It's really up to her to make that decision. We all are to right. some degree. Yeah. So many, I know so many women who smoke only when they're with a certain group of friends yeah. and never any other time. Maybe what if she said to him, look, I'm really not comfortable with this. So I, I need you to know that. Yeah. And I need you to keep that mm-hmm. in mind mm-hmm. going forward. And he keeps doing it. That tells you a lot. Right. If that's the case. But what mm-hmm. if he says, what if he comes back with saying, I look, I see, I understand that it means a lot to you and I understand it's important to you, but I'm going to keep doing it. Then 
then she just I guess it's essentially at that point then then she has all the information she needs to either stay or leave right exactly right. yeah so there it is I guess I don't know we didn't really help her there I don't know I hate when Basically, we do like, that I hate when we don't really give answers but sometimes talking I, it out and hearing us talk it out she thinks of different angles and maybe yeah. maybe that helps her in let some way let me think I'm gonna make one definitive stance just give me a second to think can about I, it I can make a definitive stance because yes, I've been in that say, situation you say before. drop his ass yeah I would say drop it <laughs> Just because that's how I am. I'm very black and white. We've had this conversation before. It's hard for me to, like, you know, be in the middle. So I'm someone who is either, like, you're doing something or you're not doing something. Yeah. And especially, like, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. It's not something I'd be comfortable with. As, <laughs> I guess I just put it all back, bring it all back to me, right? As someone who is very willing <laughs> to do a lot of things. And says yes to a lot of things. I would hate if me doing the things that I do would change, would have someone's, would change someone's opinion of me because of just that. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like my open mindedness and my, I guess, willing to do those things is one of my favorite things about me. And I would never ask someone to like, if they hated it, to stay with me because of it or anything like that. Like, I don't think it would ever be a problem to that extent. But I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes where I like, yeah. I like to do things, I like to try new things. Sometimes those things aren't the best things. But sometimes they're good things. Right, you know but what so I mean? then you need to be with, you need to be with someone who's just as flexible as you are. Like you and I dating would be a disaster. Right. I will. I mean, if it's that's taken us bad. this long to realize that, Ethan, <laughs> and I have been shipping you two for a long time, so that's too bad. Um, also, seven months into a relationship, the guy's gonna feel like you're trying to change him already, and that's yeah. gonna be he, he's gonna bristle. Yeah. But here's that. the thing: if it's seven months into a relationship and she's experiencing this for the first time with him, it's not it's not a trend; it's an outlier. You know what I mean? And so Could be. it's well, it mm -hmm. certainly is. I, I she, she the first time definitely it was an outlier. Then right. that was her mm -hmm. feeling. Two weekends the second in a row time is bothering her now. I think it's just I I think the two weekends in a row thing is just one of those things where it's like you're gonna look back on it seven months from now and be like, hey, remember that time that you were an idiot? And he's gonna be like, yeah. Maybe. And then he might do it again in seven months. It's like, as long as he's not going out, buying it himself, doing it by himself every week, like every weekend, that's when I really think problems start to form. Um, social habits, I don't think are necessarily the worst things in the so world. So then you got to consider how much do you like this guy? How much do you see your future with this guy? How much potential does this relationship have? Yeah. Have? Because that tells you how much you need to kind of tolerate and see what you can get through. Right. And also maybe ask yourself, do I want the potential father of my children to be someone that does this type of stuff? And if the answer is no, then obviously get rid of him. And if the answer is, well, maybe, then feel it out a little well, bit Well, maybe if the dad did that when he was 27 exactly. and now he's 40 and he's exactly. the head of a CEO of some major company. Yeah. Well, I'd be tight. Right. <laughs> Good for her and him. I mean, a lot of people have that stuff in their past. Mm -hmm. Myself included. And it might be my future. Who knows? <laughs> hey, you're just up for whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just up for whatever. He's up for a party. <laughs> What else do we have? Any more emails? No, we're no? good. That okay. should do it for today. Okay. What a great episode. We I, talked to, about, I have to get bleeping. We talked about <laughs> masturbating. We said the, we said f at least 95 times. We got exes on the show. We talked about drug use recreationally. We talked about... That's about it. That's all we talked about today. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. We hope that you guys are still fans of us as individuals, despite everything we shared today. Um... The date is June 10th. I don't know why I felt like sharing that, but I just thought you guys wanted to know in case you're filling out some legal paperwork today. <laughs> Big thank you to uh, to my great friend Alex B for calling back in and clearing the air, um, and for apologizing. I think it you know it definitely was out of line of him to say the things that he said last week, but uh, joking or not, you know. So I'm glad he was right. able to clear yeah. the air. 
Uh, I love Alex, and I appreciate the apology. I'm glad that that didn't drive a wedge between you and Josh. I don't think that it ever would. But oh, the God, fact, The fact no. that it didn't, like, is obviously no, telling no, no. you guys are comfortable with each other. Uh, big thank you to your friend Taylor for just Yes, Taylor for coming on, and we were not going to—I called her, and this was— masturbation and sexting and all that wasn't part of the conversation but i'm glad it was today yeah it was supposed to and be all about the long d's and then we talked the about long d's well i think that's probably what set it off for her honestly <laughs> it probably was um, and then of course big thank you to caroline lenny for calling in and sharing her side of the bachelor in paradise australia story with alex uh it sounds like they're in a good spot it sounds like they're both being adults about everything and uh they're both in fort lauderdale right now so we'll see what happens but um anything else vanessa no, that is it, guys. I'm happy to be back. I missed you guys the last two episodes. Yeah, you took a nice little hiatus there. We missed you as well. I did. And I was thinking about you while I was driving back to Montreal from Maine. I'm like, oh, this is what Dean probably feels like. So liberating being in a, like in your van and driving around. And yeah, it, I, it, it's such like a nice feeling. I actually wanted to talk to you more about the, the main journey that you just took. But I'll, te- I'll call you later and talk to you about that yeah, off there. Text me. Um, but thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast. We love you and we appreciate you. And we hope that if anything else, like you can maybe gain some knowledge, some information, some insight to these types of issues that all of us have on a daily basis. Uh, big thank you to Mark and Easton for being great producers and all their bleeping that they're doing <laughs> in this episode. Thanks guys. Be sure to tune in next week um, where maybe we might suck a little bit less. Follow help by suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate black history month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.